Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym, and what I like to do here on the podcast is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have in-depth conversations about sex and sexuality. And, of course, during these fantastic COVID times, I don't have someone right here in person, but due to all these lovely modern technologies we do have, I have someone joining me via Skype. And now this lovely guest I have is is oh so lush, and uh, she has been on the pod before. We had a great conversation, so I'm really looking forward to touching base with her again. So please, everybody, welcome to the mic, Lush Lynn. Hello, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm actually just in the process of putting together like a new logo for the podcast so it's kind of exciting yeah because the one I have is like you know I have blue hair I haven't had blue hair for like two years now I'm like I think I should update this (laughs) yeah that's the thing when you color your hair it really dates your pictures doesn't it totally I'm like I know where and when I was when I look at that blue hair that pastel blue hair picture yeah So, Lynn, okay, so you were so fantastic last time I had you on, and um, I thought, you know, it'd be a great time to check in with what's happening with you, with your work and whatnot during COVID. Maybe we can do kind of a before, um, Mm. a, a during and an after moment as far as your work goes, but for people who don't even know who you are yet, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Sure. Um, so my name is Lush Lynn, and uh, I do a lot of different things. Um, so <laughs> um, I am a sex worker. I do different kinds of sex work depending upon, you know, whether we're in pandemic days or not, and also just depending upon what my mood is and yep. what things I want to put my energy into. So um, I do different things. Sometimes I do uh, erotic massage and, you know, full service sex work with people. I'm not doing so much of that right now, mm-hmm. um, of course, with the with the pandemic going on. Um, so I've been transitioning into doing some online work as well. Um, the main way I've been doing that is through doing uh, an OnlyFans account, you know, like so many other people right now. Totally, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've I've been making content for that and just interacting with uh, different people on that platform, and that can, that's been uh, really interesting, and uh, and also just meeting a lot of other people who are doing that kind of work, and then also networking with them. So that's been uh, just a whole new kind of group of people that I haven't really uh, spent a lot of time interacting with, but. Um, there's an amazing sex work community that's kind of uh, been developing for the last few years. And, and so when you have connections with people, then you can say, oh, you do that thing and you can, you know, learn from them. So uh, I've been taking advantage of that. Um, but yeah, I do a lot of different things. I do some, some kink exploration sessions with people um, as well, mm-hmm. which uh-huh, I've, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Um, which has somewhat transitioned into online, but um, more so that was when I was doing stuff in person with people. Uh, and I'm also a somatic sex educator and body worker and uh, been taking courses for that for the past couple of years. And so that's something that I uh, do as well around sexuality. So lots of things. Lots yeah. of things. A yeah. Jill of all trades, if you Apparently, will. Apparently, yes. <laughs> Amazing. A Lynn of all <laughs> trades, more specifically. <laughs> so maybe you can describe for people, pre-COVID, what a day in the life of Lush Lynn might look like. Say a day that you're, you're working that day. What, what does that really look like? Or did that really look like? Yeah. Um, there is no typical day because I find... Yeah, depending upon my life circumstances, um, I, I work somewhat from home, 
Um, that has changed a lot since there's now more people at home all the time. It makes it a, more, a little more difficult to work. Yeah, um, of course. Even, even doing online work, that can be challenging uh, when, you know, there's other people in your house. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but a typical day, like before COVID, I would probably, um, I, I'm a person that really believes in like sleeping when you need it. So I sleep in, I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable that way to sleep in late. Oh yeah. Me yeah. too. Me too. Me yeah. Too. Like I, I start to function around noon. Yeah. Um, same. Yeah. So that's just, yeah, me, but that's fine. Um, so oftentimes, um, I'll have a client, you know, early afternoon, sometimes maybe at like a lunchtime appointment um, and, you know, do a massage, maybe have another massage client later in the afternoon um, and and maybe potential potentially have a client at night. And that would be a fairly busy day for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, seeing three clients in one day is is a fairly busy day. Um, yeah, totally. For yeah. me, it's like two sessions feels like a lot to me, you know, yeah. like as far as like my emotional bandwidth and yeah. like my social cap of the day, basically, I'm like more mm-hmm. than two sessions a day for me is like pushing it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It is it is for me too if they're all very physically demanding kinds of sessions. Yeah. Um it just depends. Like if I'm giving a full out massage for, you know, an hour or an hour and a half, that's pretty taxing on my own body. Yeah. Um, I can imagine. Yeah. And so like I may do two of those kind of in a row. If I'm going to do a third one in one day, I I'm probably going to do that like several hours later, you know, after I've had time to take a break, you know, have a dinner, something like that. And then maybe I'll do another one later, but that's about as much as I can do when it comes to like actually giving massages. Um, Mm -hmm. And how about like a, um, like a pre-session routine? Do you have anything Mm -hmm. like that that you would follow like when you were doing in-person work? Yeah, a lot of my uh, pre-session routine is, you know, just getting myself ready, you know, taking a shower, um, you know, maybe throwing on some makeup, not always, but sometimes, mm-hmm. um, uh, maybe, um, you know, setting up my space as well. Like, uh, it depends, uh, if I'm, if I'm doing a lot of, if I have a lot of appointments, I'll just leave my massage table set up and, and I have kind of a dedicated space for that. But, you know, if I'm, if I don't have a ton of appointments like every day, then I might take it down and use that space for something else. So it just depends. Um, there's also a lot of laundry, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, setting everything up and, you know, having clean linens and all that is nice. And, but then afterwards it's like pretty much for every client I have, it's at least a load of laundry. Yep. So, you know, doing and those that's shit between... people don't think of, you know, Oh yeah. The, like how, how much laundry, uh, in-person sex work is. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I'm <laughs> operating like on a, in a regular pre-covid way (laughs) i easily do twice as much laundry as normal and that's for a household of four (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's a lot of laundry (laughs) and then like in between your sessions say you had a couple or a few sessions per Mm -hmm. day like what would you be doing in between kind of you know either as aftercare or kind of like between care you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um Making sure I eat. <laughs> yes, yes. Me too. Oh, I need to eat like ASAP after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially giving massages and, and, and drinking water. I mean, it sounds really basic, but like when you do something that's physically taxing, especially when you're really paying attention to someone else and someone else's body, it's very easy to ignore your own. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, making sure that Oftentimes, like I have a jug, a big jug of water, like it's like a liter and a half or so. I have these big, big bottles. And so I often have them kind of stashed around the house, um, you know, in different spaces that I might be working. And so even if I'm giving a massage, I try to have a bottle of water so I can just, you know, quickly grab a a, a couple of gulps while I'm in between. Um, Yeah. Or while the person's in the shower, you know, before the massage, things like that. I find if I have it just kind of sitting around, then... I'm more likely to actually use it. Um, yeah, if it's in your visual kind yeah. of line. Oh yeah, I'm very much like idea. that. If if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. Um, I'm uh, the same way with like um, 
specific implements that I want to use in a session, Uh like what I have to do, just that's how my brain works. I have to have them somewhere visually kind of out and ready, like on a certain bench or a certain table or something like that, or else I just like won't think of them. Well, and especially in spaces where it's a dedicated space for that. Like I know at the ritual chamber, Mm-hmm. From what I remember anyway, there's like implements hung all over the walls in the yep. one main room, right? So it's really like I'll, I'll get sidetracked. I'll get sidetracked. Yeah, like, you'll get sidetracked. And if I see something, I want to use it. Yeah, right? <laughs> Which like in that room, I mean, like you could take an entire session just giving like one squat with each toy. <laughs> <laughs> and I have. Yeah, yeah I bet. <laughs> Like Although it is a lot of cleanup doing that, unfortunately. Fair enough. So then Fair I've got to wipe off like 50 implements. And right. Over. What have yeah. I done? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why? <laughs> Why have I made all this work for myself? Yeah. So, yeah. So in between, so you're trying to just take some downtime, you're eating, you're drinking water. Mm-hmm. Um, how about like at the end of the day? Um, um, so you've done two or three or one even. Yeah. You know? So what does your after time look like um well a lot of it it look like (laughs) oftentimes it's taking a shower in between as well um depending especially if it's been a full service client of course then i probably want to go take a shower and and just kind of you know start fresh again and i am so lucky um the the house that i moved into uh earlier this year um i have like the best bathroom i've ever had in my life it's it has a skylight and, oh. and it has a great big shower with two shower heads. And like, oh. I know, right? Um, Amazing. I know. Um, it makes me very happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's kind of my happy place. I even have, like, plants growing in my bathroom and stuff now. Like, because it's, it's just bright and, and roomy. And, and yeah. so, to me, that's one of my favorite places in my house. So, you know, I don't going and taking a shower is almost like a meditative practice for me you know like this is how I kind of reset myself yeah shower for me actually like like um you know related to work and unrelated to work it's like a (coughs) real like self-care moment for me like yeah and it's not only just being clean which is very important to me but it's like yeah there's something about just the warm water it's like a comforting hug kind Mm -hmm. of meditation moment for myself like if I want to just if I'm feeling you know a little wound a little wound a little tightly if I just take even just like a little five minute shower, I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. You right. Know? Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I'm very much um, a person that chills out with water. So shower is one way. Um, mm-hmm. But another thing that I love to do is I love to swim. I love to get myself into water, um, whether that's um, in pre-COVID days, if I had had a long day and wanted to just chill, I would just go to like oasis which is the you know sex club in toronto that has this amazing warm pool all year round um and so you know i might go and just soak for a couple uh, soak for an hour or two um that to me is very relaxing and restorative um and then the other amazing way for me to kind of like connect with uh myself is again through water um, I'll just go for a walk. Um, I, I live like two blocks from Lake Ontario. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So I just walk over to the lake. There's a park right there. There's like beach areas. It's right by a marina where there's, you know, lots of boats. There's all kinds of, you know, cool birds around. We even have beavers. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. True Canadian North. Exactly. <laughs> So I'll often go and just sit out by the water and just watch the little waves come in. And that to me is very meditative and very relaxing. Oh my God, um, yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and I'm also one that, uh, I'm lucky what I live close to is Oasis. Like, mm-hmm. I'm fairly close to Oasis. So that's definitely something that I use Oasis for, is just to use the pool, just yeah. like 15 minutes, go in, take a dip, you know, sit by the pool for a little bit, listen to a podcast maybe, yeah. and, then, and then take off. Like, totally. that for sure is one of the ways I use Oasis. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, I've... I've definitely been like downtown and, and, uh, cause I don't live that close, but I'm often downtown. 
Um, and you know, if I'm, you know, but have the client to see maybe in a couple hours or something, I'll head into town early, go to Oasis, go for a dip for a little while and then go get ready and go see my client. <laughs> oh, what a nice day. It's a, That's amazing. It's a great way to, to break up your day. <laughs> yeah. Did I, um, have you heard or have you seen that Oasis is renovating their pool area? What? Right oh, I no. Know. That's amazing. I know. I mean, it's the perfect time to do renovations, right? You have to be shut down anyway. People need something to do. <laughs> exactly. And then you've got like a new pool area when they're Amazing. Reopens. Yeah. So we have that look to look Yay. To, I did not know that. I'm very excited. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, okay, okay. So tell me then when you started hearing about COVID and when, you know, it start, you started realizing that you were going to have to discontinue your in-person work for now. Tell me yeah. about, like, that process. So I guess it kind of really hit home as, like, I can't do this kind of work anymore. Um, when uh, they announced in Ontario that... Uh, the the one week of March break was turning into a two week March break, and by the way, everyone should stay home. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, yeah, that was interesting. I'm like, okay, really though? And you know, after, throughout that kind of that week that came after, so I guess that was like March fifteenth, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, middle of March. So kind of that first week, I was kind of like not planning on working anyway because it was March break, and I, I'm a mom, um, and so I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, and as things went on, I'm like, wow, okay, so I'm not going to be able to do this in a safe way at all. Like, not anything that I normally do. So, um, yeah, so basically, I haven't seen any clients. And I don't is it nine weeks now? Something like that. I know, I've lost count. There was a point where like, I it's funny, right? There was a point where I was like counting. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. Because my last gig that I did like um whenever it was like the Wednesday I saw a client and then Friday I had my class that I taught at Oasis Uh but um at that point I was already and I had another gig at Oasis on Sunday so on that Friday things were already shutting down and I was already like, okay, this is the last time I'm going to go anywhere basically. Yeah. And I'm social distancing. I made my class so that no one had to touch, like it's a lap dance class. So I had to like change (laughs) up my whole thing so that I only had like four people participating and they were all not touching anyone. And I went in, taught my class for like a half hour, not even. And I like left immediately without hugging anyone like I usually do, hanging out, dancing like I usually do. So that was like, yeah, the last time that I I I think Oasis shut down like the next day or something. Yeah, so right after that, um, yeah, like Saturday, I uh, contacted Fatima and I was like, okay, so Sunday, I'm so sorry. Like I'm, with how things are looking and progressing, I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to perform on Sunday night after all. And she was like, okay, I understand, you know, if you're uncomfortable to, you know, be in a public space and da da da. And then I think, I think on the Monday, they maybe announced it okay. that they were closing. Yeah. 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 yeah Cause it's, it's such a unique kind of space and it's, you really can't stay six feet apart from people and do anything that you normally do at Oasis. No, it's meant to connect. You're meant to connect physically. Yes. That's what you're yeah. kind of, that's the one of the main things that you are probably going to do when you're there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then I had an appointment on the Tuesday and I called, she hears that, to be like, hey, I'm not comfortable taking this client on Tuesday. Yeah. And then that was it. Yeah. And that was however many weeks ago now, ten, nine weeks, 10 weeks, who yeah. the hell knows at this point. But yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so you realized that you were like, oh, shit, I can't conduct in-person sessions safely anymore. So then what happened? You had March break, and then what after that? Then I just started, um, I started changing all my ads, saying um, I'm not accepting any in-person sessions right now. Um, You know, if you want to connect with me for 
you know, a video call or, uh, you know, a phone call, that may be a possibility. And I just kind of left it open-ended like that. And um, I didn't really get much response back as far as people who were like, oh, yeah, let's do this instead. Um, Because I think a lot of people were just still, like, not really sure if this is going to last a while or if this is going to, you know, like, like they weren't sure how serious things really were. Totally, totally. Same. I had the same experience for, like, there were two weeks where I was trying to kind of transition to online stuff, but I wasn't really getting any bites. And, yeah, yeah, we were all still processing what was happening. And, like you know, not necessarily going back to, quote, normal, where someone might be like, oh, I'm going to book a, an online session with a sex worker. I think we're all, like, in shock. Yeah. Or, or at least I felt like I was, and nobody was contacting me. Yeah. <laughs> yet. Well, and it was, I think there's also a certain, um, there's there's the uncertainty of, like, okay, what can I do? What can't I do? Figuring out, okay, what are the rules? What applies to me? What doesn't? Um, And also the whole, like, because people weren't sure how, still aren't really sure how how long this is going to last, I think there's a certain amount of, okay, I shouldn't spend money on things. Yes, definitely. I don't know. I might be out of a job next week. I might not. I might, or, you know, the economy might go to crap. And I still need to pay a mortgage or whatever the case may be. And those are very real concerns and and very valid. I totally understand that. Um, So I didn't really have a lot of people who were normally seeing me for um, like an in-person session uh, transition into, oh, I'll, you know, I'll see you next week, but we'll do a video call. Like I didn't really have much of that at all. Me neither. Yeah. yeah. I, it's interesting how like the people, um, cause I did eventually get quite busy doing a lot of different kind of online or, uh, online or remote things. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I assumed that might happen. Like my in-person people may in a few weeks contact me and do a Skype session. That didn't happen. Yeah. It seemed like the people who were open to doing online interactions were a whole different group of people. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like they're like the Skypers are Skypers. The phone sex people are phone sex people. The people that purchase content are purchase content. So yeah. I think when people realized I was offering those services, those kind of people that prefer to engage with online sex work, yeah. um, we're all like, oh, my God, she's offering that now. And yeah. then that those were like my new clients going forward. Right. And of course, those clients can be anywhere in the world. Yes. Which yeah. is like people aren't going to travel to you. But at the same time, if they're open to online options, they can be anywhere. Yeah. Which and I think that was something that, uh, you know, maybe maybe people have been, you know, following us on Twitter mm-hmm. for a while mm-hmm. and, you know, always wanted to interact. But like I did remote services like just by request. So I wasn't advertising anything. So I bet most of my people that followed me from you know geographical locations that are too far away they didn't realize that they could book a Skype with me so once I started putting that out there I put it you know my pinned tweet that I was like hey Skype sessions phone sex sessions blah 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 people were like oh you do that and then I started getting quite busy with like those as we said like these new online people yeah and then there's also the factor of that most online work that we do is significantly more affordable yes it is right um because people don't expect to pay you know 300 bucks for chatting with you for an hour exactly yeah (laughs) you know unfortunately unfortunately (laughs) i mean i mean i get it i do but at the same time i'm like that's what i used to make in an hour or an hour and a half kind of thing and so you know all of a sudden when you're like you know, figuring out what do I charge here? What is my time worth now when my time is not this in-person experience you're offering, but instead it's this online interaction that isn't the, it doesn't have the same, um, it doesn't have this same embodied quality. 
No, it's very different. It's very like, different. Yeah. Did you struggle with how different it is? Yes. Yes. Me too. Absolutely. Um, especially in terms of feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there is almost no feedback. <laughs> yeah. With a I lot know. of online work. Yeah, if it's especially if it's like like Skyping, okay, you can at least see them, even though it might be still it still might be a shitty connection and you can't really see detail or nuance. But like, but then it's like, okay, but and then there's phone where you can't see them at all. And then there's texting where you can't hear them or see them at all. It's like, how am I supposed to know what you're feeling? Yeah, I mean, you you don't really in a lot of ways unless you they very specifically tell you, right? Yeah, unless they have those like tools, like you know, it's a skill to be a good sexter. It's a skill to be a good phone sex, you know, phone sexer. Absolutely, and it's it's not just um, yeah, like there's certain skills like you you have to listen a lot more in a lot of ways. Like when I give someone a massage. I can usually tell how they're receiving my touch by how their body reacts to my hands um, or how they they maybe moan a certain way or they're, how their breathing changes. Um, and yeah, there's so many factors where I don't get that information in an online session with someone. So I'm just kind of like using my voice a lot more. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and also using like it's more a lot more storytelling type stuff yes yeah right where you're kind of narrating Mm -hmm. and yes totally like building um yeah if you were here or Mm -hmm. imagine me doing this yeah you really have to like with your words create a picture yes yeah and create a picture and also like create a dynamic as well, which yep. some of that is kind of tricky to do. Like if someone comes in to see you at the dungeon and like you're dressed as a dom, right? Yep. Like you are, you're dressed a certain way, but if you're doing an online session, I mean, you may dress up for it. Um, mm-hmm. You may like realize, okay, I don't need to wear pants. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a dom from the waist up. Exactly. Yes, I will oh. be. Yes, correct. <laughs> Um, but yeah like there's uh there's so many things that like that you use to create this persona like whether it's you know the heels that you wear that click on the floor yeah or the um you know the the little dress you wear that swishes around your ass um those kinds of things and i mean yes you can stand up and swish your ass in front of a camera um yep you can you can I, I mean, I've, I've done it. Um, it's yep, a thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> sure you have. <laughs> but I mean, it's not that same like concept of like me greeting someone at the door in a little dress, you know, with like just a thong on or something underneath and me walking them through my house and like w- them watching my ass bounce. Like yeah. that's that's not the same experience. You're not going to have yeah. that right in an in an online session. So. Yeah, and I'm and I like how you kind of bring up the environment that we we work in usually. Oh, yeah. Like 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 come on, my little home office, which is like I've tried to make the environment kind of, you know, a little sexy, but it's there's no comparison, I'm sorry, no, from no. having someone at the ritual chamber, which is like it Lux, is a dungeon. It's chic. It's yeah. And it's sexy. It's yeah. Warm. It's terrifying. Like you, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I cannot recreate that in my in the office of my condo as much as I want to. No, you know? it's very hard to do. I mean, I have kind of created a little space for myself um, in my bedroom in the one kind of corner. I have kind of like a little comfy nook. That's where I'm actually sitting right now. Um, mm-hmm. I've got some hooks on the wall above me that actually all my bras hang off of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. So I'm actually framed by, like, this curtain of bras above my head. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to send you a picture. Please do. Please do. 
please do. I'm very interested in this bra curtain. So yeah, so it's kind of like it's kind of funny, um, and it's I mean it's I guess it's kind of sexy. It's also super practical because I don't have to squish all my bras into a drawer. Um, <laughs> I love it. They don't get wrinkled. They don't yep. get wrinkled, and they don't get like the form like they're they're cupped ones most of them because I have yeah. fairly big boobs. And uh, yeah, so they don't get squished and bent the wrong way and stuff. So yeah, yeah you can air dry them. Too. Exactly. It's purpose. So like, practical. Yeah. And you know, kind of gives me like this little sexy backdrop. So why not? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then like another thing that is so funny that just really enhances the quality, say of like a Skype call is lighting. Oh, yeah. Like, I think we're all understanding how terrible overhead lighting is oh yes. <laughs> like for aesthetics yeah you know? yeah i mean ring lights are amazing yeah. i i ended up buying myself like a fairly large ring light one that i can put up almost like eight feet tall um if Perfect. i want to wow um and then it has a mount in the middle of it that i can put my phone into to to use to record um, so I, I move that thing all over the house. Like I have, I have it set up in my bathroom right now. Cause I did some shower, um, scenes that I recorded yesterday. Um, and you can change the mood in a room so much with, with lighting. yeah, your, you know, a basic ring light or a bunch of candles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not hard to do. You just have to think about it. Right? Yeah, but and then and then it's like okay, so say if it's a Skype call, okay, this is what it looks like on my end. Say we do have the ring light and we do have a little beautiful nook with a bra curtain, you know. <laughs> but but the other person is like, where are they? Their environment is is yeah. probably not great. <laughs> well, and I think we we've we've chatted about this before. Like you know, when you get people who want to do a, a phone call with you or something. Like in these days of COVID, everyone's at home. Everyone is probably not by themselves at home. Most people live with other people, Um, whether that's partners um, who who know or don't know what they're doing Um, and uh, or, you know, kids or just Mm -hmm. even just other adults. Like if you have a roommate or if you, you know, your dad lives with you or something like it's it's not ideal. Yeah, it's not ideal yeah. for purchasing sex work no. or um, doing a Skype call or a phone sex or, call. Or even just, like, wanting to masturbate on your own and not oh, have yeah. every noise be, like, noted. Yeah, like, if you've <laughs> ever gone on a vacation with family. Oh, you know, yeah. You know the struggle yeah. of where, where and when and how do I masturbate. Yeah. Like, I'm sharing a hotel with you know multiple people it's yeah. like we all now we're that's exactly how we're all feeling about yeah. masturbation right now like in in my house showers have become really long <laughs> the water bill is just the water bill is woo, right through the roof <laughs> i've literally had to go into my bathroom and like mop up the walls and stuff sometimes because people have been in there and i i've i fully acknowledge that i am one of those people um but sometimes people are in the in this room a really uh, probably too long and there's like you know the water is like all the condensations on all the walls (laughs) and yeah no it's great no what actually i should i should take out again i have um the femme fountain by boa toys i've seen that thing it looks like a flower right yeah, it looks like a yes. flower, and it basically just, like, spurts, you know, this lovely stream of water yeah. at wherever you want to point it at. Yeah. Um, oh, I should take that out again and use it, because it recycles the water, like, um, it has to be kind of half-submerged, so it's perfect for a bath, right? Yes. But it, it uh, doesn't have to, like, have the tap on, it just has to be submerged, and then it recycles the water. It shoots it, like, really strong uh, stream of water at you. I so. feel I feel like it's essentially one of those, um, lo- those little pumps that people put in a pond for, totally. for a fountain. That is exactly, yeah. I bet that was it. I think it's, like, reworked, but, yeah. Yeah, the design is probably related yeah. to the- that's totally right. You're totally right. Yeah. But yeah, so it so, keeps this spurt of water going, and then you don't have to keep your water running. There you go. Yeah. It will save, save your bills. Save on your bills. And hopefully. But you know what? Yeah. I, I, I'm one of those people, too, where like I really enjoy my showers just as much as other people in my house. And uh-huh. so, I, you know, because of the pandemic, 
I'm kind of like, get your pleasure where you can. Totally. You know what? We I realize that, you know, things are shitty right now. Um, we're not getting to connect with other people as much. So if you're finding ways to enjoy pleasure through, do you know, it. an extra long shower or it, like an extra piece of cheesecake or whatever, whatever, maybe. sleeping yeah. in, you know, like I'm not trying to, you know, be on a strict schedule for myself um, or anyone else in my family. I'm just like, you know what? As long as you get done what you need to get done, enjoy yourself because there's not a yeah. lot of ways you can enjoy yourself that you're used to. So if you're finding new ways to enjoy yourself, great. That is such a great thing to bring up. Yeah, that is such great advice. Well, it's how I we totally agree. how we can kind of like manage our mental health right now. I think for a lot of people, a lot of people yeah. are really stuck in this loop of like, well, quite frankly, like despair. And yes, yeah. You know, whether it's because I can't see my friends or I can't get fucked or I can't, you know, go soak in the pool at Oasis or I can't like there's all kinds of things we can't do. So when we find something we can do and it brings us pleasure and it's safe for us, like do it, dive in, do more of it. Totally, totally. Yeah, double your time doing that. Exactly, exactly. Queers Next Door is a podcast hosted by sex coach Lee and Megan Ashley. We take the topics you care about, sex, feminism, kink, social justice, and entertainment, and look at them through a queer as fuck lens. We also talk honestly about self-care, mental health and our experiences as polyamorous queers trying to date in Southern California. Listen, rate, review, and subscribe to Queers Next Door wherever podcasts are found. And follow us at Queers Next Door on all the socials. Cheers, queers! Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. you have trouble adjusting to the fact that you couldn't like for your work touch people anymore like did that affect you to affect your mental health that you couldn't practice like in-person work anymore absolutely yeah I I get a lot of joy out of um what do I call that normally oh out of eliciting reactions Uh you know (laughs) so I understand that yeah and I mean there's there's some element of that in online work as well but like touching someone in just a certain way and all of a sudden they're like oh or you know like they have this this innate reaction even sometimes non-voluntary reaction to something that is either new or pleasurable or surprising like I, I get a lot of energy from people when I interact with them in that way so yeah that's there was definitely a period um and I think it probably creeps up again every now and again um where I was just like I can't do this why can't I like this is the thing that I'm good at 
this is the thing that I know that I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is kind of like one of my gifts. This is how I, this is how I interact with people. And, um, and so to, to have that kind of cut off, it's almost like, it's almost like if someone couldn't told you, you couldn't speak your native language. Right. You know, like this is this, but that's what I know. Right. And then you're like, okay, I have to do, I have to use English instead. (laughs) Um, yeah. Like your love, if your love language is touch, is physical touch, then you feel like you've, you know, yeah. A big part of you is somehow you can't access it. Right. And you, and you literally cannot access it right now unless yeah. you're quarantining with, with people that you can't touch. Sure, sure, yeah. But a lot of people are not. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and I mean, there is something to be said for self-touch. Like there is, you can give yourself a lot of pleasure and you can, you can distinctly um, give yourself touch. Like you can be like the giver and the receiver of touch. And, and there is some, um, I guess, energy flow with that as well. But it's, it's different when it's just yourself. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of, a different kind of, uh, energy. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And I mean, especially like, that's the way I have to do Skype sessions. Now Mm. I have to tell you to touch yourself in certain ways. I have to instruct you and direct you to do certain things to your own body because I cannot do it directly. So that is exactly how kind of it has to work basically when people are like okay so I'm interested in like doing a session but I know you can't do in person so like what do you do in a Skype session I'm like point blank I tell you to do things to yourself yeah so you know and it can be like very enjoyable and it can be feel very deep and it can feel very similar to an in-person session but you know also some people it may just not feel that way so I'm Mm. kind of being open to people be like oh okay um maybe that's not for me maybe I'll just wait you know yeah but it can be very connective and um another thing is it it can also unfortunately it's kind of dependent on what toys what implements what things they have which is interesting yeah because I'm like okay they're like what should I bring to the session and I'm like, oh, you know, if you have any impact implements, bring them. If you don't, bring a book, bring a cutting board. If you have nipple clamps, bring them. If you don't, a clothespins would work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, office clips would work. But some people just don't have anything. Yeah. Like, I had somebody, literally, the only thing he brought was vegetables because oh he doesn't gosh. have a dildo. And I'm like, oh, no, this is, <sighs> this is bad. <laughs> Not ideal. Not ideal. <laughs> And they didn't even have lube. They had margarine. I was like, what is my <laughs> life? What? How am I here? How is... <laughs> Apparently you're teaching a cooking class now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I should have done that as a punishment. I'm like, I no, know, right? Gonna, Be like, we're well... We're actually chop salads. Yeah. That's all we're going to do right now. <laughs> uh, the sex educator in me was like cringing because I oh, was yeah. like, uh, yeah, you do not... Oh, Everybody, do not put vegetables up your butt. No. Um, yeah. Even if you have a little paring knife and you carve like a little T into the end so there's like a stopper, still, still don't. Just don't. Yeah. My only one that I've ever been comfortable with um, mm-hmm. that isn't like specifically like carved out or anything is if you take like those big English cucumbers mm-hmm. and of course th- I would still throw a condom on them. Of course, yes, um, yes, yes. Um, definitely. Good but they're so long that, like, you mm-hmm. know, for most people, there's still a, a decent handle on them, yeah. right? Like, the, the likelihood of you getting an entire English cucumber stuck inside you is pretty low. <laughs> however, <laughs> I'm sure however, someone's done it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they have. Yeah, still be careful. But yeah. what did happen, actually, we were using an English cucumber. Oh, okay. And it broke in half in his hand. Oh, and I'm like, see, see, yeah. that's why we don't do this. That's yeah. why we don't do it. How yeah. ripe is that thing? I don't know. It's Skype. I can't tell. Like, right. Yes, that's definitely a factor. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, God, what, what? 
if the sex educator, you know, of years ago was like, I, you are, you are on Skype in two years <laughs> and you are telling, watching people fuck themselves with vegetables. <laughs> I would be like, no, I will not. I won't. <laughs> but yet here we are, you know. Fair enough. Yep. <laughs> Even the cucumbers aren't good enough for it. So yeah, no, I'm... Yeah. There's a lot of things that a lot of people do with a lot of different kinds of household objects. I mean, I know this because as a teenager, that was like my, uh, like sex toys were not a thing that I could access at all. Um, So yeah, I've definitely fucked myself with a cucumber. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely used an electric toothbrush as a vibrator. Totally. Definitely. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and I mean, I, I'm I'm not like putting down like pervertibles. I actually no. like and use a lot of pervertibles in my mm-hmm. everyday play. You know, where you're like taking a thing that's not specifically engineered as an implement or a kink toy or a sex toy and using it that way. But you know, just be cautious. Yeah, be a little cautious, especially when putting things in your butt. You know, yeah, especially putting inserting things. But yeah, like mm-hmm. you know, those like bamboo wooden spatulas. Those are great. You know, oh. for giving somebody a smack. Um, oh, or a hairbrush. A hairbrush. A hairbrush. Hairbrushes oh. are like the classic spanking implement. Um, like, yeah. there is a hairbrush at the ritual chamber that it is so nasty. Like, <laughs> it destroys people. Like, it is the worst implement in the entire place. I swear to God, this hairbrush. Even worse than, like, canes? Yes, oh, wow. it is terrible. Like people just crumble under this thing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's really crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so okay. For so some what people, your... that can work. You know. Yeah, for some people it can work, but yeah. and I mean, you can still do kink without any implements at all. Sure. And, you know, I can like verbal bondage is the thing, and you know, like mm. you can still do DS. I can still do a Skype appointment if you don't have anything. But you know, it's a leap for some people when they really want that dominatrix experience of like being tied to something and being flogged or whatever or yeah. pegged or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Um, that you know skype they may just be like okay well it's not quite what i want out of the experience you know well and it's hard to it's hard to make those kinds of experiences um like they're they're they are a very interactive experience especially the whole idea of being tied up and then someone doing something to you that that's really hard to replicate yes it is agree yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so what does like a typical day look like now for you? Um, <laughs> just to kind of, you know, see the difference between then and now. Oh, well, now I I generally, um, you know, when I get up in the morning, I check my OnlyFans. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, and see if anybody's bought any clips that I need to send to them or if people have just tipped me for no reason. Those are always fun. Um, The best. Yeah. Or, yeah, and then maybe I will post something, like a a couple pictures or something or a little video, um, you know, sometime during the day. And then usually in the evening I will um, make, you know, maybe do some filming. Nice. And so that can be anything from actually it can be any time I film I film all different times during the day. It's whatever. It's actually a very fairly creative process in in one sense, because like you get to like you can really do anything. Um, And people are going to different people are going to like it for different reasons. Um, But, uh, you know, sometimes I'll just be out of my back deck and, you know, laying in the sun and take some pictures of my ass because. There you go. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful in the sunshine. Why not? Um, <laughs> it's the perfect lighting, really. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or maybe, you know, I'll go for a walk down by the lake and, you know, f- flash the lake and take pictures or something. Or yeah. <laughs> Like there's all different ways you can, you can film. Um, but oftentimes in the evening I'll do like my more uh, structured inside uh, filming stuff that requires, you know, like setting up lights and, and, uh, you know, getting out all the toys. Like the other night I did a, a filming session where I, I think I had like three different dildos and some butt plugs and, you know, a bunch of different things and just kind of like had them all laid out and had my, had a drink for myself, had a snack for myself, had, you know, all the things that I needed and, and, you know, 
filmed a couple clips, right? Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know we we don't know when, but mm. when are you kind of thinking of returning to in-person work? And when are what are you feeling about that, about potentially doing that again? Or are you even? Um, I am uh, starting to consider, like, what if I just see, you know, a couple regular clients? And if I space that out, you know, like... And, you know, maybe if I only see one client a month or one client a week, what does that look like? Um, right. And yeah, it's it's really hard because a lot of the people who maybe want to come see me are people who haven't. I I don't know what their living situation would be like. It's it's a little different with like friends, like hookup buddies and stuff that you may have, right? Like at least if they're people who you are actually are friends with you're probably going to get a better answer from them as far as, so have you been isolating or so have you been exposed to anything that I should be concerned about? It's kind of like when you talk about STIs, really. Totally. It's a very similar conversation. Totally. Yeah. That's a great thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. And just how people really can say anything in response. Like, are you feeling symptoms even? I know, right? Like, like that's like such somebody a... could be like, somebody could and say no. Right. And so with people that I don't know, I'm very hesitant to book anything in the near future because even if, and, and the fact is, even if they aren't experiencing any symptoms, I don't know, you know, what they were exposed to when they, you know, went to Home Depot or yep. Walmart or whatever. And quite frankly, I don't know that I haven't been exposed either. Like I'm, you know, I'm the person who goes out and get gets groceries. And I did go to Home Depot this morning to, you know, buy more gardening supplies. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like I, people can get exposed all different kinds of places. Yep. And there is not, there isn't really any particularly safe way of seeing people in person. There's no, there's no guarantees. Yeah. Um, as even if you take as many precautions as you possibly can, you know, cleaning every surface with you know Lysol or whatever, like that. Practically speaking, it doesn't really make a whole lot of difference because it's airborne. Yeah. Right. So, have you thought about yeah. like um, potentially having to wear a mask while doing it and having them wear a mask? Is that like? something you've thought of um it's something i've considered um but then I, I i wonder if it's it's actually that effective as far as like if you're gonna be in the same space with someone for like an hour or longer mm-hmm. i don't know that it's actually protecting you much yeah um and quite frankly I use my mouth for things a lot of the time. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm if I was going to say, okay, no kissing, no, no oral, no, um, I've even, I've seen some sex workers even saying they'll, they'll see people, but they'll only fuck from behind. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, okay. really? <laughs> I kind of love that, but I mean, I mean, I get that they're putting boundaries in place for themselves, but I think it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, because like well, you're it's... so much more protected in having doggy style with masks exactly. than you are, you know, having someone suck your cock. I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, if if you're two people in a room, yeah. like you're gonna be exposed to their droplets to their you know you're gonna be rebreathing the same air yes yes yeah pretty much so yeah so are you kind of um are you like wanting to restart are you okay to be patient about it are you nervous about it how are you um feeling i'm wanting to restart yes but i am nervous about it um i am i'm also like I'm very aware that it's it's just not it's not just me that I'm putting at risk. Yes. Okay. So not only like um, spreading things from one client to another, but like I live with other people. 
There you go. Right. Yep. I um, I want to ensure that I've been safe enough so that if I, you know, choose to um, have a sex buddy because I decide I need that, that I'm still a low risk person for them to interact with yep. as well. So there's so many factors. Um, yeah. And really, I think you just have to be as honest as you can with people about this is what my reality is this is what i have been exposed to or i don't think i've been exposed or this is how i live my day to day you know and are you comfortable with that and yeah. and then have that same with them like you know what is it what does your day to day look like like if someone's you know messaged me and said oh you know i work in a a retirement home I've been healthy the whole time and we're fine and there's no cases at my retirement home I might be like well you still work at a retirement home sorry yeah I don't want to risk giving you anything that you're gonna take there yeah that's the risk in that case right like yeah like they might be confident that they um haven't been exposed but at the same time I you don't know that I have be asymptomatic exactly so I, I mean, I don't want that responsibility on myself of, no. you know, maybe passing something to somebody who like then goes home and they have an elderly parent or yep, they have. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Someone that's immunocompromised. Yeah, yeah. Or one of their kids or their, or maybe like their partner's a nurse who goes into the hospital every day. Well, yeah. yes, I get that they're being very safe and they haven't been exposed but what if I give them something and then they and it ends up in a hospital because of that? Like it's totally yeah, it's, it's stressful. Yeah, you know. Are you taking any cues from like when like people that are like EMTs starting back or physiotherapists? Are you like looking at professions like that and trying to gauge like when they are reopening or you, that you might like anything like that? Yeah, I mean that again is kind of tricky because people. Um, like massage therapists, I guess, would probably be the closest, I think, as far as, you know, when they're allowed back, then I would be, you know, similarly comfortable. Yeah. Um, that said, I mean, I've had people who, um, I've actually had clients message me saying, I'm in real need of a massage. I'm in a lot of pain. This is an essential service. And I'm like, right. no, it's not. <laughs> And they're like, but, but, but chiropractors can see people in an emergency. And I'm like, but this isn't an emergency. Sorry. Yeah, you and I both know. <laughs> I'm like, I get that you've been working. It's, it's, it's particularly difficult when you have people, like I have a lot of clients who are like, um, like they do physical labor type jobs, like, you know, work construction, work landscaping, work, whatever. They've been working the whole time. Most of yeah, them. Right. So in one sense, I'm like, don't really want to see them because I feel like they've been exposed a lot to a lot of people. But, mm -hmm. you know, if you're working on building a house with three other guys, it's not really that much exposure. It's probably more dangerous to go to the grocery store. Um, yeah. But, you know, when they've been working the whole time and then the things that they need to be able to relax and to deal with life aren't available to them because those people mm -hmm. can't work. It's, you know... <sighs> Yeah, yeah, totally. It sucks. Are you looking at continuing, like, your online stuff going forward? Like, are you kind of like, oh, now I potentially will have, like, two streams of income yeah. going forward? Is that something you've thought about? Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I definitely will continue my OnlyFans. I may change it and not update it as much. Like, I might say, okay, from now on it's going to have, like, two, you know, twice or three times a week that it gets updated instead of, every day it gets updated um and you know depending upon what's going on in my life that that just might work better um because yeah i mean it is i mean a, a, another source of income to be fair it's not that great of a source of income even if yeah. you work it really hard um i've been a part of a few different groups where we kind of cross promote each other and, and such and and that has been a, a little bit helpful to kind of like reach a different audience. Um, but like I don't have a ton of fans or, you know, a ton of um, purchases going through there every day. 
um, what I make on there in a month is like what I make in one session with someone. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I think the idea that like everyone is going to create an OnlyFans and just start making money like that way suddenly it's like, well, no, it doesn't work that way. Like online sex work is hard fucking work. It like is. it takes time to build up a fan base and regular clients and mm-hmm. um just to kind of understand the whole like how to be business savvy at that end. It's a whole different beast than like oh, totally doing in person sex work. So I'm always curious to find like how people how people are doing as far as like if they've just started up online stuff now because yeah um it's it's fucking hard it's you gotta hustle you do you do you have to have constant new content you have to have you have to essentially in some ways you kind of have to appeal to a lot of different people until you find out what works for the majority of the people that are following you like what it is and then do that more yeah But, at, like, it's it's kind of a hit or miss. Like, you just kind of put stuff out there, and yeah. you hope that, like, somebody likes it. Um, and maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Most of the time, they don't tell you. Like, you don't get feedback. Yeah, that's you, another you thing, feedback. that you don't get feedback. <laughs> no. Yeah, that, like, sometimes eats away at me, where I'm like, did you like it or not? Like, the say I do a custom video for someone and don't hear a response, I'm like excuse you I know (laughs) I know right like I put a lot into that could you just tell me what you thought (laughs) yeah just tell me you liked it come on yeah yeah I need I really need it right now. I know I know I'm very much the same way I have people who do like you know they they purchase a video right and I mean my my videos range from five to fifteen bucks they're not expensive um but like then I don't hear anything until they purchase another video like a month Same, later. Yep. And it's totally. like, oh, you actually you liked, liked that thing and you came back for more. Great. Good to know. You could have just told me that in a, you know, 10 second <laughs> totally. little message you sent me. That would be really nice. Um, <laughs> totally. Yeah. 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 That's something I'm going to have to think about in the future that you mentioned of like, okay, I'll do it less. I still do want to offer some online services but like damn it is a lot of work and if anything that I've learned throughout this is like how hard online sex workers work like I am on my phone all fucking day like I couldn't possibly do this and do you know a full-time schedule of in-person work oh no way this is a full-time job full full full-time job yeah and you have to basically film most days or yep. you have to like spend an entire day filming and then do it again next week. Yeah, to get a couple days to get a, off. Yeah, basically. But you still got to be doing admin. You've got to be posting on your social media. Like, I guess you can also do the apps like Hootsuite where you can yeah. schedule your posts. But you you too have to be on your phone all the time, and that's something that I'm like. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I really am looking forward to not doing, yeah. not having to do that all the time. It's, <laughs> I don't know about it's you. It's funny. It's kind of like one of those things that um, I've been noticing in myself that I do purposely now is that I leave my phone in the house or I leave it like by my chair on the deck while I do stuff in my backyard. Yeah, not in your pocket. Not in my pocket. Um, yeah. Because I also realize the Wi-Fi ends at the back of the house and <laughs> and if I take it in my pocket and I'm out doing things in the yard it just use, it uses up all my data um, <laughs> so Smart so I try to leave my phone by the house um but it also means then like I, I can be out there and and lose track of time yeah, <laughs> and is nice. yeah. yeah and you know like have time that isn't dictated by my phone um, totally. which is, I mean, I think a much healthier way to live, but the reality yep. is if you're doing online sex work, you need to kind of be on it all the time. You know, if people buy something from you, they expect you to send it to them like quickly. Totally. <laughs> yeah. You know, some people expect it instantly <laughs> because they bought it cause they're oh. horny. Um, Most people expect it instantly. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, you kind of have to figure out, okay, well, at what point am I comfortable, like, how much am I comfortable being available? 
and yes. where are my boundaries? Like, like I don't yes. answer my texts after like 11 or 12 at night. Sometimes people will message me like two in the morning and expect an answer. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Get, get lost. Like, go yeah. away. You know, or they'll message me at nine o'clock in the morning and saying, oh, you know, I'd like to do something at 12. And I'm like, no. I got up at 11. So no. <laughs> No, you know? just no. No, like, just no. like I get that you, you know, you want a thing and, but like, you need no. to, no, no, you just, just no. Like I haven't even had coffee yet. I'm not thinking about this yet. <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. So. Uh, well, Lynn, we actually should be wrapping up. This has been so lovely to talk to you. It's always lovely to talk to you. <laughs> Uh, and it was just so nice to get updated on how you're doing and you just um you I you're just such an inspiration to me like Aww. you're so lovely to to follow on Twitter and to interact with and you're just such a lovely such a lovely person Aww, I really appreciate thank you thank you I miss yeah. you. <laughs> I miss you too. I know. Let's. Go. When can we go to Oasis together? I know, and just right? Go swimming. <laughs> Apparently, we have to wait for so, the at least for the pool to be done now. So, <laughs> at the very least, yes. <laughs> so, uh, why don't you let us know where we can, you know, purchase your content, right. follow you on Twitter and on Instagram, and you all know, the Email you if we want to book you maybe in the future where, where can we do all that okay so the most important thing to remember here is lush curvy lynn and lynn has two ends um and so on twitter i'm lush curvy lynn on twitter on uh instagram lush curvy lynn on my only fans where you can find all kinds of fun pictures and videos and things um again lush curvy lynn um <laughs> and sensing a pattern Oh, and my email is lushcurvyland at gmail.com. There we I'm go. I'm so jealous that all your branding is consistent. Yes. Mine is not at Only because well. I haven't pissed anyone off yet. That's the thing. <laughs> I know. I know. That is it. Totally. Because once you get something deleted, then you can't use the same name. Right. So it's like, fuck, what variation of Lady Pym can I come yeah. up with this time? <laughs> yeah (laughs) yeah so okay so speaking of that Mm -hmm. on twitter i am at the lady pim one on instagram i'm pim.lady uh the bedpost stuff on instagram i'm the bedpost podcast we have a lovely patreon where we have uh some lovely extra content that is the bedpost show on patreon we have a youtube you can check out that's the bedpost sex show if you want to email me for anything bedpost related, you can do so at thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. If you want to email me about anything Lady Pim related, you can do so at ladypim at protonmail.com. And uh, last but not least, I always love to give a shout out to my good friend Stephanie Copeland, who has composed and produced all of the original music that you hear here on the podcast every single week. So big thank you to Stephanie. You can find the rest of her stuff at Stephanie Copeland. Nope at stephcopelandmusic.com and once again Lynn Lushlin pleasure provider Lushlin you have been just a treat you always are thank you thank you so much for having me it's great to like just you know hang out and have a chat with somebody about sexy things you know totally 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 Mm -hmm. And uh, thank you to everyone who's been listening. We'll see you next week with another fantastic guest Skyping in here on the Bedpost Podcast. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.